episode number 184 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording November the 20th, 2022. My name is Eric, host of the show, based in southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and of course, computer geek. Uh, as a first responder, witness an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Alan. I'm a... Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. This week. My name is Ian... Oof. Yes, your camera's on this week. Yeah, yeah I'm an absentee prepper on uh, Vancouver Island, not not Southern Ontario. Mm -hmm. Are you in Southern Ontario right now? No. Are you Ooh, sure? Okay. Uh, I'm sure Jeff. I'm based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. I'm Greg. I'm in Southeast Georgia, former U.S. Army infantryman, whiskey enthusiast. Uh, my name is Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner. Uh, I make t-shirts. I don't like government and I like whiskey. And if you want to help to support the show and keep the Canadian Pepper Podcast on the air, buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Pepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch. You can find them both at prepperpodcast.ca. Our proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes, like us on Facebook, and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback. Your hate or suggestions only make us stronger. You can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right. So we've got some festive content for you in this episode. I'm going to start off, as usual, with some recent news articles. Then we're going to update you on our personal preps. Then we're going to get into the main topic. Christmas gift ideas for your special prepper. Let's uh, move into the news, shall we? All right. Are you getting an echo on your microphone, too? Nope. No? Nope. All right. Well, this is my nope. bad internet, then. Out here on Vancouver Island, not Southern mm -hmm. Ontario. Uh, uh -huh. All right. So we have a diesel shortage. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but yes, it's, it's a thing. And uh, yeah, because of the diesel shortage, the price has gone up. And lo and behold, the Calgary Herald tells us that... Uh, it's going to put pressure on cost of living and make everything more expensive. Who would have seen that coming? Wait a minute. No. No. Well, I, I, I know I mentioned it on the last, uh, I believe the last podcast episode that New Brunswick was over uh, over $3 a liter for diesel now. Yeah, I mean, like, Ooh. who would have thought that since everything is transported by rail or trucks, all of which use diesel, that it would, you know, they'd pass on the savings to the consumer, so to speak. So, I mean, like, I don't know how this is even news, but that's not how it works. Just print more money. We'll be fine. That's right. But then why pay tax? Anyway, that's, a, that's for a whole nother episode. That's for a different podcast. Yeah. We should just put more trust. Yeah. Put more trust in the system. It'll, that's it'll, right. It'll help. Uh, also, I guess it's more of your guys' news, but it's still, we're certainly hearing about it out here. I guess you guys got like a, a real, not an internet 72 inches, but like real 72 inches of snow out there. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, snow squalls in southern Ontario. So I guess it's it's a thing out there, isn't it? There's a lot of snow here right now. Yep. Got the yeah, snowblower out and today. It, it, and it all literally happened within, I went to bed last night, a little after midnight, and mm -hmm. it had just started to snow and got up this morning and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, we got about seven or eight inches overnight here. Yeah, because they're saying like some parts of like Barrie, of course, uh, you know, up to 50 centimeters, depending on the area. I mean, like, as you know, when it blow off the Georgian Bay there, it could be 
zero to 50 who knows right but yep yeah so somebody somebody in Owen sound posted said they had 18 inches jeez wow that's like that much like that's it's crazy <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I'm, here I'm in waiting waiting for this to go sideways yeah but anyways, also I... in eastern ontario we only got like an inch and a half well you know <laughs> when you say that on the internet it's a lot more yeah, that's right <laughs> you didn't call it Stoma, you didn't even call it stomageddon i mean come nope on. nope all right that's all i got <laughs> yeah we're 50 degrees here in here in georgia i'm out <laughs> and, oh. and, and uh, yeah craig's just trying to get kicked off <laughs> so i've got a, a, he just needs socks apparently <laughs> yep apparently i've got a news article here from global uh stole it from alan who did put some notes in the uh the show notes here but then decided to disappear when ian said he was going to show up uh just talks about a uh, shooting in a nightclub uh, again so just a reminder to uh keep your uh, head on a swivel when you're out and about this was out in uh, colorado so not canada but still uh, just a good reminder that uh, if you're going to be out and about to uh, keep your eyes open and um, pay attention to your surroundings you never know what could happen I, if that was in a nightclub i just want to point out that that was a gun-free zone hmm. just want to suppose that yes. out there i also want to point out that when you interact with people bad stuff can happen and yeah that's wild would make you not be in that situation but still the best idea is to avoid people yeah yes that makes sense personally i, I, I hate people agree. so yeah that's why i adopted a horse there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's what I've I, I just kind of threw this one in um from the Washington Post, I'm sure everybody's heard about it, that uh, two stray missiles ended up landing in Poland. They killed uh, two people in Poland, which is a NATO country. Um, obviously, they're saying now um, that it appeared, well, not appeared, it's, it, they're, they're, everybody is saying, except Zelensky, that it was an accident and it was a Ukrainian um, anti-air or anti-missile defense system. He still insists it wasn't them, even though all of the evidence points to that. But um, I, I'm just kind of pointing at that to to kind of throw it out there, anybody in the panel or whatever, to say, you know, was it really um, an accident? And um, I just think we were possibly really close to this going really bad in a hurry because when it originally came out, there was a lot of, you know, the Russians did it, the Russians did it, we got to bomb them, we got to... So, really, how close were we to an all-out war? Well, the worst part is... Uh, drop of missiles. Well, not only that, but of course, you know, if you're in Ukraine, Russia's like this way, and Poland's that way, so if they were trying to shoot down a Russian missile, even, they kind of really had some, like, 90-degree off bad aim, and the grown-ups in the room, of course, de-escalated right away and said, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, it was an accidental, it was a Ukrainian thing, let's just all calm down. And there's Zelensky still going, no, no, it was definitely the Russians. We need to go, we need to amp things up mm -hmm. a bit. It's like, what, dude, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. He's uh, he's just bound and determined to, to take this to, to level 11 spinal tap. Well, they, and, and one of the other things that I, I tried to find the ad and I, or the, the thing and I couldn't find it, but kind of basically the, the U.S. is sort of saying, yeah, we're, we're starting to run out of stuff to give to 
Ukraine? Well, wait a minute then. Aren't you supposed to be able to protect yourself and have enough stuff to defend yourself from if you're giving everything away? How do you defend yourself? Yeah, so... I don't know, Greg, would you know better? Uh, I actually got in trouble when I was still enlisted for my comments um, because the National Guard from my hometown in Newport, Vermont, um, they had sent, like... They were sending over ACHs. They were sending over, you know, uh, uh, body armor. They were sending over all all kinds of stuff. And from the police department, from the National Guard, and I'm like, listen, like, why? There, there's literally no reason. I mean, I, I get the reasoning, the their thought process behind it anyway. But I'm not, I'm not putting my people at risk for. For strangers that's just just not what i'm gonna do not personally but i'm not a politician so i care about my team well i think it's interesting the fact that you know like the javelin missile system i think they said they can they can produce i don't know it was a thousand a year and uh they gave away seven thousand <laughs> i think so far to ukraine so i mean they they actually have to have full flat out production for the next seven years, even to make up what they just gave away. Mm-hmm. So, so like I can understand if you're like giving them away at your production rate or something to not deplete your own resources or whatever. But now they're like giving away like the next bunch of years in production for all sorts of stuff, like 155 howitzer shells and everything else. They're like just drained everything. I was like, what are you doing? Like it's just a dumb, dumb move. Yeah, and I mean I can understand like you know if you're looking at it like. Yeah, that's your allies and everything. I'm not giving them javelins. Like, you need small arms? Brother, we got a surplus of M4s. All right, that's, that's what I can give you. We got some M500s, your Mossberg 500s. Like, that's what I can give you, okay? Some some old Berettas, like, with a drop leg holster. That That's what you're getting. Good luck. But I'm not giving you the stuff that we use. Um, I mean, best of luck, like, but no, I'm not, I'm not depleting my resources for your fight. I mean, yeah, but, but then, then, then on the flip side, it, I think Ian was just going to say the, the exact comment that, uh, Rods of God there said is ain't this, isn't this a way to contain the war within Ukraine instead of having it spreading out and becoming much more of a problem but but at that point you're also if it if it does go sideways and it does go outside of that containment area that you're planning and you've depleted most of your stock you're leaving yourself well so now china's china's still fully armed they want taiwan and now the u.s doesn't have any extra bullets left so (laughs) like you're just begging for them to to escalate at that point yeah yeah so, and anyways, I, I just I just put it out there for thought that, like I said, I I think we were much closer to a, to a much more bigger conflict than uh, we needed to yeah. be. And who knows if somebody would have pushed the button and two days later they said, oh, it was just an accident. Yeah. Well, Boys are facing now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, Eric's gone, so uh, let's go on to uh, what we've done lately for prep. So I'm uh, I'm up first. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I did a little bit of food prep. Uh, as everybody knows, I got a canner. Um, so I, I tested it out, did a couple of uh, small test cans or, or jars and whatever, and everything seemed to work out. So knock on wood, I'll I'll start doing a bit more uh, canning, see what I can do and not, not cause botulism and kill myself and whatever. And I did a bit more work on my Faraday box that I've been uh, seriously lagging on. And I'm hoping to kind of have that that wrapped up and put into the garage and ready to go hopefully by the end of the month if I can. I think I'm back. My internet completely bogged out there. You are but back. We hear you. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Good. Uh, yes, we're at preps, I take it? For you, actually. Excellent. For you, actually. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect time to come back. Look at that. <laughs> uh, so funnily enough, with the internet disappearing there on me, uh, added to my cybersecurity, uh, deployed YubiKeys into everything. So these little guys here. So I got those all rolled out and set up for the most part. Uh, you might want to look at those, Pierre, because I know that cyber, I, <laughs> that I, cyber I, I, episode I'm freaked so, you out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm even more confused that like, this key. It's okay, no, we'll talk after. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk after. Going the whole yeah. yeah, we'll talk after. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, moved password managers, so moved over to Bitwarden. I think I talked about that as well. So from last pass over to Bitwarden, and it started to do a uh, yearly password rotation for uh, for all the sites that I use. Um, on the uh, ham radio nerd side of things, activated a Parks on the Air Park that it never had an activation before. So uh, an activation is going out to a, a park on the list of parks and uh, getting at least ten contacts uh, with your radio. So I was able to uh, to get that done. Furthest distance I got was Spain. So I was pretty happy with that. And literally all it was was a wire thrown up in a tree. I did it really, really quick because I just wanted to get in, get the park activated and get out. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty where, happy where, with Where was that. the park, Eric? Uh, so just uh, on the side of Highway 11 in by uh, South River. So it was park oh, okay. uh, Victor Echo 1489. So it literally butts up uh, against the west side of the park, butts up against Highway 11. So yeah. I was able to, to just pull off the, I know, right? <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. So I was able to uh, just pull off the highway there and uh, oh. throw the antenna up in the tree and away we go. So that was Excellent. pretty good. Uh, cool. And then uh, first shipment of EMP shield devices arrived. So pretty excited about that. Got a couple of them slotted to get installed here and have sent a couple off to uh, panelists that wanted them as well. So it's going to be uh, good to test that out and see how they work. Are you going to be selling those as well? Yeah, they're already up on the Rapid Survival website. So, uh, yeah, good to go there. And, I, I, uh, I would rather not have to test them out to make sure they work, but we'll, yeah, uh, well, we'll have them there. It, to, um, it, at least they'll be installed and set up. In, so, installed, yeah. yeah. Okay, so far, I've been so, quite happy with them. Do we I just tell everybody to buy those and like the show's done? That was the plan, yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. There's your stocking stuffers. I will bring this episode to an end. I'll even throw a coupon code out there for the purchase. And, oh, come uh, on. We haven't done CO or an CGN deal yet. Come on. Oh, I'll, here. Here. I'll yes, hold I, off then. I'll hold you on. didn't give a chance to talk yet. That's why. Uh, actually, I have a, I have a hand brand new question, Eric. Oh, all right. Oh. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So the, the parks on the air thing, um, how do you guys actually designate like the, the identifier for a park and yep. what's the like what's the end game with this parks in the air thing is like are you just trying to make contacts is there some sort of contest involved or how does this work okay so parks on the air they designate the different parks so in the states it's usually a a state or like a federal park okay. uh, in canada most of them are all provincial parks 
Um, they're all designated by a mapping team that's run. Like a, it's all a volunteer process. Okay. Um, so there's volunteer uh, folks at Parks on the Air that will map out what parks are in the area that they want to put in the system. And then you log into parksontheair.com, make an account, <clears throat> and then you can see all the different parks in and around your area. You can pull up a map and go anywhere you want in the world and see where the parks are. Um, and then it's up to you to see, okay, for example, the uh, VE1489 that I just activated. Uh, I had to go to uh, Parks Ontario, see where the boundary lines are for that park. And then I have to ensure that I am myself and all my radio equipment are completely within the bounds of that park. And then set up your uh, radio and then make as many contacts as you can. Uh, minimum requirement to actually activate the park is 10. And then above and beyond that is bonus. And then within that uh, Parks on the Air website, there's a whole bunch of different um, awards and things that you can receive for doing various things. So it's um, it all depends so, on what you kind of want to do with it. So now I have more questions because I'm more confused. <laughs> okay. This seems to be a simple thing to do. Confuse yeah, you. No, it does, it does. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Um, yeah, no, we'll talk after, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I just want yeah. to get the basic thing of it because, like, I mean, I it's never understood the the purpose or the, you know, I guess, enthusiasm for it. The 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 purpose it's is to get nerds outside thing. into the park. Well, it's important to get out of your basement and put down the Xbox, yes. but you know. Yes. So another that. thing, though, also is uh, for the Poda, the parks on the air. Mm -hmm. There's also the soda SOTA, right. which is summits on the air, which I'm guessing is pretty much the same exact thing, yep. but you're just going on summits. Exactly. Uh, so yep. that's going to be kind of what I'm also doing when I go on that, uh, that hike next year. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try to activate as much as I can or make as many contacts as I can on the side trails and everything of the long trail. I mean, I've got 273 miles to go, so I uh, figured 10 to 20 minutes per each side trail shouldn't might set even me back too a, much. Might even count as a poda as well. A lot of main trails yeah. are, uh, are parks as well. So. Yeah. And yeah, then if you really want to throw in the mix, there's Iota as well, which is islands on the air. Ooh. There's all kinds of them. Yeah. Yeah. So See, I didn't know about that one. Again. Yeah. yeah, so there's only like 30,000 around me. It was kind of like Georgian Bay, same idea. But um, yeah, actually, that's interesting because I've had one someone on the air contact and I had no idea what he was talking about when he first started talking to me. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> anyway. that's, how I, that's how I got in the parks on the air. I had a contact with somebody calling CQ Parks on the air. I'm like, I got no idea what this guy's talking about, but hey, I'll answer his call. And yeah. I got talking and I then told me about it. I was like, oh, okay. So... I just kind of got invited out to Fort McAllister here in Georgia and uh, with a friend of mine. So we showed me and my wife showed up with our dog. And next thing I know, he's like, yeah, go ahead and get your license. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I found myself putting a, a radio that I didn't know how to operate in, uh, in my truck. So there was that. <laughs> and that's how you start. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, as for myself, uh, despite my absence for like, what, seven or eight weeks now? Sorry, almost, who are you? Yeah, almost last, laughably nothing done on, on preparedness, which really makes me kind of angry. Uh, so I've had to limit myself because I've been away from home a lot uh, to like price shopping online. Uh, when I was home, I was able to burn off all the summer wood waste now that it started to rain again and I uh, wasn't going to burn down the entire forest. Um, 
trying to do some online learning actually about uh, with either the smoking ape josh and leah there from ham radio crash course or uh a couple of other ones like uh what's that uh, k og anyway ke 6 og whatever the uh oh, yeah. ask, ask dave, ask dave um, yep. yeah anyways i've been doing a lot of that just because i mean there's so many so many aspects to it they got to learn and that's like josh was saying it's one of the sure. hardest thing to learn versus how to shoot a gun which you can learn in 15 minutes right so anyway mm-hmm. um yeah so other than that just uh, did some uh I guess Mylar Rice uh, business about a few weeks ago, I think that was. And then, um, as I mentioned to the guys here before the show, I just had to uh, ship a car to Ontario. Unfortunately, they would not let me leave a bunch of stuff in it. So I was limited to emergency equipment, which still not as much as I would have liked. But basically, I have to re uh, outfit the car when I get to Ontario. So I've been kind of trying to source all that stuff. But that's pretty much it for me. So for me, I did a little bit of more like. Uh food stocking ammo of course you know uh really been focusing on more skill development uh with just knife making uh knife scales leather work um did a little bit of vehicle maintenance and been working on my truck loadout uh started messing with my ham radio uh after having a few issues not quite sure 100 percent what's going on with it but uh Hopefully, we'll be able to get that figured out pretty soon. So, that's really all I've done. There you go. Um, we did a little bit of food rotation and stock up storage. We finally got the camper stored away, thankfully, <coughs> before the snow. Um, we're doing house cleanup because we have to find all our winter clothes. Mm. So, <laughs> finding all that stuff. Um, that was about it. I was uh, out of town a lot last week and crazy hours training with two people at work and everything so wasn't home often but we got a little bit of it done with the camper do you have that like sort of in the on the property or is it uh, somewhere else <clears throat> uh somewhere else i mean it's like 11 kilometers from the house yeah. um but yeah we figured like before the snow shows up and it was in our driveway so i'm like yeah let's get it out before we get like you know for mm-hmm. example the snowfall that just happened in the toronto area um you know didn't want it to be stuck here for the winter and then vehicles on the road and then we're getting tickets or whatever so yeah we got it stowed away uh last week which oh also led to another prep i had to buy more tools because i was an idiot and left the tools <laughs> on the back of my truck and they disappeared oh that's the worst but, mm-hmm. yeah which again reminds you that you should not leave your property because if you do you're gonna run into people who are generally shitty people and you know they're gonna steal stuff but it was also semi sort of early on a sunday and when i'm when we moved it but uh but yeah mm. just avoid people and there may have been some remnants from the saturday night before oh most likely I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think there's roving gangs of tool thieves just yet, so it's probably some opportunistic guys like, oh, look at that. Yeah, and it was a few hours between the time that you know it was moved and the time where I was like, hey, where is that? So who knows where it is and whoever the grabbed that it, took it. The person that took it knows where it is. Yeah. Yep. And also, <laughs> they didn't take that 3-amp battery I was worried about. No, they took the 6-amp battery. Well, of course. Which obviously costs like three times more. So mm-hmm. I had to replace yeah, three, some tools. Three but... times more for only double the power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was another good prep. <laughs> well, all right. Shall we uh, move into the main topic then? 
get each panelist to maybe talk about what uh, they'd like to see in their stocking uh, for Christmas this year, or even just give out some ideas for uh, listeners who have uh, preppers in their lives that don't know what to get them yet. So the first one you had, Eric, I have a question about. Yeah, go for it. So Eric's first item here is a gasifier. Yes. Which, no, we need know, to say it. We need someone else to say it, and then a third person, and then maybe a Scott will appear. <laughs> yeah, gasifier. Oh, gasifier. There you go. Oh, and, it didn't work. Oh. Yeah, no, Scott. Oh. Um, no, we tried. So, we tried. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, how how can you fit one of those in your stocking? Just out of curiosity. You just it's a big a stocking. Big, big stocking. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say, get, get a bigger oh, sock, or, buddy. I, I suppose anything will fit if you push hard enough. But you know, yeah, this is true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, or or just get the gasifiers uh, builder Bible there and put that in the stocking. Ah, there's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So you've kind of put a gasifier in a stocking, at least instructions on how to make one. Actually, sorry. I, I, I know I haven't touched one and I don't think you guys have really as well, but I wonder how, how small of a scale you could go on one of those. Like if you had like two tiny pro, like a 30 pound propane tank on each side and try to do it, how, how small you could actually get one of those. Well, you know, if we had Scott on, I'm sure he could answer that for us. No, well, but he decided to ditch us. Maybe some feedback would be nice from Scott. Mm, yeah, anyway. would be good. <laughs> Looks like someone's preps for next speaker uh, has been selected. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I've got uh, on my list here as well, just shameless plug EMP shield, just because I'm excited about those showing up. So, so are these the plug-in the ones that go into the cigarette lighter or the... No, these are like the wired ones that go into your home electrical panel or your generator panel or your vehicle. Uh, uh, so they don't... Uh, they're the, um, I guess, the competitor to EMP Doctor. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. So they're a little bit of a different setup. They don't have like the vehicle one is the box that you wire into your battery in the car, but there's nothing to plug into the cigarette lighter, like the MP doctor version, like the trap. Um, it's just installed to the battery and then grounded to the chassis of the vehicle. And then the other options they have are all wired into the electrical panels of, uh, like I said, either your generator, your home, or wherever else you're going to install it. So, uh, and then, of course, knives, knives, more knives. Anybody yeah, mentioned knives yet? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I was going to mention anyway in mine, but yeah, the the more I light my fire, and not that I'm like, I think that more is the the world's best or anything, but for the the kids and stuff, if you mm-hmm. want to give them a first knife, like I'm not saying this is the highest quality knife or whatever, but not only is it a decent knife for the money, uh, but you get the little fire starter in the back of it that, that comes out, and uh, so now you can release their inner pyro, which is nice, but also get them <laughs> you know, interested in the idea of having a backup fire starting source and mm-hmm. make them learn how to start a fire with the ferro rod that's built into it. So, nice. yeah, you know, for I think the companion is, what, 20 bucks, and the Light My Fire is about 35 something like that. Um, money well spent, and I think the kids have really enjoyed theirs. They've had theirs since they were, like, eight, and uh, mm-hmm. they still got them, so... So, funny I'm sure enough, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. Oh, right here, and we'll do this. All right. So funny enough, uh, I think it was last year, maybe a year and a half ago, I was walking through Cabela's one day, and they had a knife with, it was in a polymer seat or whatever. It has a fire starter, but it had paracord for most of the, the thing. So I bought it for the daughter because it was like 10 bucks. And we kind of forgot that we somehow gave it to her and ended up in her bedroom until one of my employees showed up on my front deck being like, I hit a turkey. Here you go. So she came out and she was like, well, let's go skin it. And I was like, yeah, we should take that out of your room. But 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, absolutely, right? Like, you know, she's shown that she's able to be responsible with it. She doesn't play with it, but she, she hasn't lost any fingers yet. It. So that's good. No, yep. exactly, right? <laughs> so. I just got a question in the live chat in regards to uh, knife sharpeners, which is also something that could be uh, on your list there. But uh, anybody have a favorite type of knife sharpener? Um, I actually. Sorry, go ahead, Pierre. No, I got uh, Lansky. Is it Lansky? Yeah. That fancy Lansky apparatus and- you put on it. Yeah, that's the okay. fancy one that like I have for at home. Do everything before I go. That Lansky one. Yeah, it keeps the angles one. the same all the time, which is nice because it's got like a guide yep. rod system. And yeah, uh, Lan- Lansky and Smith are the two big two. I think Smith's easier to find in Canada because, well, I guess we don't get the best of everything. Um, and then, yeah, if you can find Lansky, great. But if not, the Smiths are pretty much available everywhere. But same idea, diamond yep. sharpeners with guide rods. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I literally just use like wet sanding sandpaper, like a higher grit. Um, definitely don't hit it with like a 40 or a 36 or nothing like 400 and 600 uh just a little bit of water on it and i mean usually it's you're not going real deep real hardcore if you maintain it you're not gonna have to do that um maybe run it across a strop after you use it and keep it keep yourself from having to to go hard on the sharpeners but if you don't have the patience for it, just buy a Dremel. Mm-hmm. I got one of those right here. <laughs> no, or, or a belt sander. You know, a belt sander is just a quick, quick zip on each side. Yeah. And done. You know, or just a new knife. No, that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and Joan does mention that uh, girls don't get knives for sh- for Christmas, but they should. Well, that's why I bought my two girls for the Christmas was the Light My Fire. But honestly, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, knives are a th- domain of strictly dudes. It's uh, it's the most useful tool I think ever invented by man. So, I mean, I think everybody should at least have uh, one on their person at all times. But and, I mean, at, at this point, it's one of the last things we can still buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I built... <laughs> This rifle here behind me with the oh, leather stop. sling, I did that one for my wife. That was her Christmas present last year. But she's not <laughs> wrong. You didn't give her a knife. You you gave her yeah, a gun, not a knife. I'm, yep. Honestly, I don't th- I don't know if I got her one last year or not. Well, it's a good question. I should ask her. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's the last time we saw Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the list, uh, seeds. Easy to fit in the stocking. Yeah, can never go wrong. Yep. Right. What, what kind of seeds? Like what the, type of seeds, Eric? Uh, seeds that let you grow things, which I can't uh, do. Yeah, I was going to say, you especially with the cost of food now and the the whole, you know, the government saying they want to cut back on the fertilization and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I I think I think personally. Growing your own food is going to be the way to go in the in the very very short future. Yeah. Well, yeah. interestingly yeah. enough, of all the shortages to have, we've actually had a shortage of romaine lettuce here in yeah. uh, the local Costco. Can't get it. Oh, did you guys too? We had that a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, and so I just bought romaine lettuce. Like it cost me like nine dollars. Yeah. Well, there's just like we're about to stop here. eating salad. Yeah. Like, Not a switch to spinach. <laughs> not not available here. Like no. you actually, like almost zero well, is available. I seen I seen a post somewhere, and I, I I can't remember where it was, but I mean it was a big case, 
of romaine lettuce, yep. but it was uh, it was $139 for this case of romaine lettuce. Yeah. So That's crazy. That sounds like somebody's getting robbed. Well, buy a packet of seeds, a packet of seeds is like a buck 50 yeah. and you'll get like at least 30 or 40 head out of that. So I mean, that, like yep. Jeff was saying, that's just, there's, you can't beat those economics. So like, yeah, we've got a greenhouse all built up from last year here. That That's going to be our lettuce production facility come springtime. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's silly to spend the money right. like that on, on lettuce, which is yep. insane. But uh, also, I was going with the seeds, Eric, because I mean, yeah, there are certain seeds you could uh, use to grow in case of a bad times that would be mm-hmm. highly barterable items. Barterable items, and yep. you can still legally buy these seeds. That you know, I think you're allowed to have four plants of them legally in mm-hmm. your house. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't use the product myself, but I'm sure we need to like grow plants that create more seeds for that same product. And yep. before you know it, you'll be you've like got an endless supply of bartering. Yeah, because I mean, uh, people that use this plant don't like that. the The male is it the male version? I guess no. The female version has whichever one. The one they don't. The one that doesn't create any product for them. The male, yes. The male. And so, yeah, if you're does. willing to have a, a couple males and a couple females on your property and create a bunch of seeds, and then people just enjoy the, the finished product, then uh, you're actually like kind of like a garden king at that point. Mm. And, and you got to be talking was, about tomatoes. How did you yeah. know? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I mean, like the last few years, I mean, we we purchased the uh, emergency seed packages that come vacuum sealed, everything wrapped up nicely or whatever. You know, we bought the herb one and the garden one uh, a few years ago, um, and they have gone up in price. But with how everything is going, I'm sure those seeds are going to skyrocket in the near future. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would put that at the like top of the list for many things because yep. they're going to be gold at some point. You're unfortunately, probably not wrong. I think we yeah. set off some seed autism here. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it sounds yeah. like it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, moving, Kale, moving along the list. No, actually, Joan oh. mentions that oh, kale seeds okay. too. Uh, and kale seeds are interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she mentions, they like cool and cold weather. And there's certain... Mm-hmm vegetables kale being one of them that i get they actually like a frost or two before they actually get harvested because it actually like uh oh. strengthens up the flavor a bit rich and, and rich and yeah so it actually it, it does a decent job of it so like they're they're late season vegetables for sure and so you can plant them sooner harvest them later good to know something to think about it yeah anyway that's you got? Right, well, moving along here i've got uh, solar panels on the list because what prepper doesn't need a good solar panel or 10? Yeah. Uh, the ones that are cheap? <laughs> well, is there such a thing? Yeah, there is, actually. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. if you go to, if, So if you go to Canadian Tire, I'm not saying buy those. I'm just saying if you go to Canadian Tire, you know they have those little special kits, like the Coleman kits and stuff. Yeah. They have like mm-hmm. a shitty yeah. uh, charge controller and a shitty panel and everything else. They actually yeah. got an upgraded version of that at Costco that goes on sale every year, and it's like huge value for cash. And uh, if you're only going to have like one panel, and, you know, get your charge controllers from AliExpress actually works better. But if you had like one panel, one battery, one charge controller, um, the Costco panels are actually really good, uh, really good price. And you get like 100 watts or yeah. something, right? And so as far as just charging your ham radios or your, you know, anything else, your like, uh, USB chargeable flashlights or anything else like that, that's the way to go. Like totally. Yeah. So like a solar panel, easy Christmas gift, 100 bucks, 150 maybe, and you're underway. So nice. Nice. Well, what doesn't go well with a solar panel than uh, batteries? It's next on the list. 
And yeah. if you're looking for uh, something light, a LifePo 4 or something like that, not too heavy. Yeah, so I've heard of these. Are those the uh, lithium-ion ones? Yeah, fantastic. So, aren't they a little pricey? A, they can be. Um, I've got uh, a battery from EcoWorthy, so it's a, a Chinese-made battery, but uh, it's the one I use for my Parks on the Air activation, so it's a 20-amp-hour battery. Yeah. Light as can be has worked flawless for me. It's been really, really good, so I've been quite happy with it. Okay, it was so that's the one that you can get. Like, change. like the hot, the crazy deep cycle, heavy-duty, but like they're light compared to yep. like car battery. Okay. Stupid okay. light. I, I like, you the can't use them as a starting battery, so you can't put them in a car or anything like that. But no, um, but but just storage-wise, right? Like they, they, they're mostly they, deep cycles. They're similar to deep cycles, I guess. You similar, say, like, yeah. A lot of, yeah, you can you can, yeah. you can draw them pretty similar, much right yeah. down. I mean, the the, the the setup Eric's got, he's got it inside an ammo box. Yeah. I was going to say that they fit in an ammo can. Is my they, next they fit, oh, yeah. They there's actually tons of room. And they're nice and light. And I mean, I know he says it gives 20 amp hours, but I mean, we were out with the ham radio and we were out there for a good two or three hours. And I don't think the voltage dropped maybe a half a volt, if that. Barely moved. Okay. Um, Can you send me or put a link up on the the, uh, chat there, if you don't mind? I sure can. Yeah, the company name is EcoWorthy. Uh, you can get them on Amazon, but I'll uh, I'll dig up a uh, a link here and I'll throw it in the live chat for everybody. And so far, their customer service has been fantastic as well. I uh, I buggered one up when I was making that uh, that ammo can box. Uh, negative, the positive, positive, the negative. Oops, battery went pop. I sent them a message and told them what happened. They're like, yeah, okay, no problem. New ones in the mail. Well, you said oh. tell them because of the change. Did you have to send the old one. No, so you can bring it somewhere and get like the deposit money back. So you like made 10 bucks. Oh, there you go. You just got to tell them because of the change in seasons, you switch the polarity because they're cooling to heating, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Just tell them you were used to Australia stuff where everything's back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, but yeah, they've been fantastic. So, nice. Uh, What else is on the list here? Berkey filters for those of you that have uh, Berkey systems. Why not yeah. throw a uh, set of black filters under the tree? Or Sawyer's, if you want some or portable. Sawyers, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Or Life yeah. Straws. I mean, life well, straw, yeah. life, life Straws are, are problematic for me because they're kind of girthy and my hands aren't big <laughs> enough. But uh, but I, I know Alan seems to like them. I guess his hands can handle the extra girth. So uh. I guess, you know, like, kind of, I guess this direction. Yeah, so <laughs> I, heard he, uh. I heard he likes the Life Straws better, but uh, I'm more of a, a Sawyer guy Kids. myself. I've, cute, I've done really well petite, with not making you have to hit the explicit thing, but Ian's taken <laughs> over tonight well. where I'm not, I'm not holding back yeah. anymore. Okay. Like, Fair game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just okay. be you now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we already kind of covered off Flint and fire starters with the, the Mora knives there, but, but actually, but on that note, uh, go to it's, well, AliExpress or Amazon or anything else. You can get like a five pack of the, uh, the fur rods. I'm sure Greg can pitch in here on this one too, but, um, mm-hmm. rather than just getting like a, you know, a really expensive one on the back of a knife, you get like a five or 10 pack and they're only like two or three bucks sometimes that they're on sale. Yeah. So I think the ones that I made, um, I can't remember how much they were. But I also, um, actually right here, I ordered these little strikers that have a little ruler, can opener, yep. striker. It's got a 90 degree on it. Um, There's the can opener. Yeah. <laughs> 39.40, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I just, I got like, uh, I don't even remember what wood I used, but I just sec- sectioned it off. 
uh, found the right drill bit, drilled a hole down in it. Uh, I think the on the first couple I did, I just used a two-part epoxy from Harbor Freight because uh, it's a quick setting, and it lets me go ahead, shape it um, on a belt grinder, and it, they've worked really well. Uh, last time I went camping, I went ahead and, and tried it did really well with uh i used the striker and the knife uh so i, I liked it so pretty good i just got a, that off amazon nice cool uh, and then wouldn't be a prepper stocking without a compass or two or five and not the cheap Why ones not? no that's no. that's one thing you just can't cheap out on right no it's true Got get, the, good. get the fancy compass. It's got the mirror on it. You can mm-hmm. set declination needs to be able to be set on it. Like, yeah. Well, Even I just found pretty, that, like, uh, the, yeah, like the five for a dollar ones from AliExpress are just just absolute trash. They do not work at all. And no. all the ones on the the top of the old whistles from the Coughlin section and stuff, they just do not work. So you got to no. get a proper compass, like one that's yeah. actually got like like you mentioned, like the the aiming aiming wire and the mirror and the whole works and yeah. And yeah bezel that's flicks around and stuff you need everything so yeah uh survival medicine handbook by uh, joe and amy alton we've had them on the show a few times great book still uh still around it's on what it's fourth edition now i think so a good one to or put under if the tree. you really like someone just buy them the bag mm. there you go the, the <laughs> bag Oh, you didn't hear the bag they have? They have like their go-to medical bag. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. No, they ship to Canada. It's not cheap. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They ship to Canada, but like it's it's pricey. But it's pretty much like a full-blown trauma, deliver a baby, like the whole shebang. Yeah, you name it. Ready to go. Yep. Yeah. It's in there. It's... It's They've got some cheap, really, really nice medical kits. Yeah, it's it's not cheap, but it is on my like to buy list when I've got like money to spare, which with the cost of inflation is probably not going to happen anytime soon. But yeah, it is. Um, yep. But j- you buy them the book, way cheaper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> way cheaper. Yep. And then I know everybody was waiting for me to say this. It's going to be a shock. I don't think anybody's seen this coming on my list, but uh, ham radios and or antennas. Weird, okay, I know, so right? But is it, is it legal to give so to buy a ham radio stuff and give it to a person that doesn't have a ham license? Yeah, completely legal. Uh, in the States, in Canada, it is not. Really? Oh, it, yeah. it, it isn't? Okay. Well, you you, could, you right. could probably give it to them, but they can't use it. So what's the that's what I was thinking. Can't use it. Right. Yeah. So no, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, but there's that fine line where I'm like, what do you, cause I know yeah. like, so I don't know how it is in Canada, but I know for ham radios here in the States in an absolute emergency to where you, if you don't have cell service, it's like, you know, really, yeah. really bad. You do not need a uh, ham radio license to operate in a like life or death emergency. 
Yeah, that's the same here. It's uh, if if you happen to find yourself in a uh, a really shitty situation and you need to get help, whatever mode of communication you got to use to make that happen, you make it happen. Um, in a moment where that is not the situation, I believe it's Section Four of the Radio Communications Act in Canada. You can't actually possess a transceiver that's capable of transmitting on frequencies you're not licensed for. Okay. So it's one of those oddball um, legislative things that most people don't know about. I'm just right. it that way. So, but, <laughs> well, first of all, they, yeah, nobody yeah. nobody checks. First off, no. all, I mean, but was it always like that? Because I thought that was a recent change. No, it's always been like that. Okay, well, yeah. it's, it's just something was, that's buried. Good thing yeah. I was licensed before I got my first one. So that is good. Right, but I was, was, <laughs> sure. was going to say, like, like, yeah. like Greg says, let's let's be honest. If it's that really really bad situation. Are they going to come looking for you because you happen to broadcast on the ham radio? No. no. Well, they got to come get you because you made an emergency thing. They'll get you first aid and everything. And then but I'll tell you right now, before they got there, I lost that ham radio in a tragic boating accident. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> there, yeah, just as you there's shoot, total you know, exemption. There's total exemption for emergency situations. <laughs> um, so, actually, right. not a, uh, actually, it was today or yesterday, not at Rubicon. He put out a, a video yeah. on uh, emergency ham radio use. Mm -hmm. and the, Basically, it was uh, six minutes of pure entertainment, but it boiled down to read the frickin' manual before <laughs> before you yep. start relying on an emergency. So, at the very least, learn how to use it. So, hold, you hold mean, on. Yeah, hold. just your gear. I know that. Talk. Crazy talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I, if you're going to give one as a gift, make sure you put the link to a couple of good videos on the front of it mm -hmm. before they nope. do anything. With Not it. a Rubicon is. I just I just text yeah. Eric in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Actually. Yep. <laughs> but and more important, like you mentioned, so hammer news is one thing, but and that's maybe nebulous to give as a gift. But even if they have one, or if they don't have one, you can always send them the antenna, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with giving them an upgradable antenna uh, ahead of yep. time or anything else. This is twenty dollar item, but it makes a big difference on what the uh, yep. radio can do, right? Mm -hmm. So, or there's, there's, if you don't want to go down the ham radio route, uh, GMRS or uh, family I was about band radio. About to say that, right? yeah, ah. FRS. Yep. Yeah. Even FRS for a couple hikers can't hurt. No, you know, not you know at all. I mean? so or for the kiddos, get them playing mm -hmm. with radio. Right? Might as well start to uh, corrupt them early, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But you got to get the kiddos either the really cool like Spider-Man ones or the Barbie ones. You can't give them like regular ones because they don't interact as well with them and they don't learn. It, it doesn't draw their attention. As long you as believe you me now, Ian, they're, they're kid radios. I told you that was a kid radio. As long as you don't assume their gender and don't give them the wrong radio, that's fine. You know. Uh, all right. Well, off to my list, I guess. Uh, pretty much overlaps with Eric on quite a bit of stuff, but uh, a hair straightener right off the bat. Uh, mm -hmm. Why? Because fashion is Mylar important in the apocalypse. bags. Oh, well, that too, I suppose. But <laughs> I was going to say, you have to be fashionable in the apocalypse. I mean, even the fact that I'd shave my head completely and if it's a real apocalypse. But um, yeah, no, hair straightener, because most people, uh, you know, like ourselves, would not know where to find one right off the bat. It's not something you really go to your way to find and spend money on, but it kind of gets them in the mood. It's like, now that I have a hair straightener, I might as well get some Mylar, and it kind of it's like a, a mm. gateway drug, so to speak. So yeah, a hair straightener, spend the 30 bucks on that, throw it in their stocking. Uh, one of the one of the listeners actually mentioned it and beat me to it, but a silver coin. So uh, right now the premium on silver coins is not pretty, uh, but there's still the price is ludicrously undervalued right now, and it's um, it's hovering on the you know depends on where you're looking, but you know thirty forty dollar range. But it's the premium might pay it was it could be a problem, but I mean the very least it's going to get somebody thinking about tangible assets, hard currency, what what real money is. Um, you know, preserving your wealth. It's, it's all sorts of things to think about. Plus it looks pretty too. 
But uh, silver is way more undervalued than gold right now, so probably not a bad idea to grab one of those and throw it in somebody's stocking and just tell them that the deal is they can't spend it for five years and hopefully they'll heed your advice and take it from there. Okay, but, so can, can we put the silver coin from the dollar store that has chocolate in it? Ooh, yes. I would go with the gold ones <laughs> on that one because people are going to gravitate towards the gold first and then keep the silver at the bottom and they'll be like, oh, it's just silver, you know, it's whatever. I'm just saying but, it's a cheaper option. It was a cheaper option. You get a lot of them too, right? You get a bag of gold. You know. And and guess what? Three years from now, when the collapse happens, if you've got twenty pieces of chocolate, don't matter if it's expired to a certain person. Hello, morale well, booster. Well, seeing as that that chocolate's probably ninety percent wax, it's going to be fine too. So it's going to be in good shape. It's it's going to be weatherproof and yeah. yeah. Keep them in your freezer until that time comes, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go with Eric's idea of other like nonfiction books, but some fiction books for entertainment purposes. Uh, maybe if they're prepper related, well, then you can kind of get the mindset going or whatever. It's kind of like handing out an, an unsolicited Bible or something. <laughs> it's just here you go. You might want to be interested in this or something. But like, but yeah. might uh, get people thinking about certain things. Um, reference manuals that are like maybe on the pricey side uh, that somebody normally wouldn't buy for themselves because. You know, it's just it's a big outlay or something, whether it be the the survival medicine handbook or whether there is no doctor or something like that. But you know, they're not exactly easy to find. But uh, if you had it handed to them, they're they're probably more likely to to use it and read it. And I think that's uh, the only thing I was going to mention. The uh, go to Cog or uh, Costco or not Costco Cabela's and get the uh, go to the Coughlin's aisle there and look for all those like one to five dollar items for the uh, the camping uh, accessories yep. and. Whether it be yeah. the, the the cheap can openers like uh, Greg likes to talk about, or the you know the the mini 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 first aid kits or anything else, it's just I don't know anything helps right for a stocking yeah. stuffer. So right here just came up. Uh, B Richard says good gift uh, survival playing cards. Yep. Um, so in my bag, I actually keep just a regular set of playing cards, just to keep myself busy. And keep my mind working if, you know, I'm using that bag, obviously. So, but yeah, I know what he's talking about. And Freya, actually, a good point with the uh, the, the vet wrap. I mean, most farm stores mm -hmm. have it, and you can, if you sprain an ankle, it's a lifesaver. It's nice because it only sticks to itself and not much else, and it's, like, super handy. And I, I actually prefer it to regular medical tape. And, 100%. Um, yeah, it and is. They were dirt cheap on Amazon previously. I and still got, like... 30 rolls, so I don't know if the prices have gone up or not, but yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, uh, TSC down the States and Ontario, I think, still had it, and uh, yeah, the, there's always a store around that has it, for sure. It comes in cool colors, tactical green, black, red, whatever you want, and uh, yeah. yeah, good stuff. What else we got? I think that's it for me. Alright, so I'm up. So, first thing I want to, uh, I got a list myself here. Uh, sfstrike1.com. Um, this guy, I actually went through basic training with his son. Um, super knowledgeable guy. Uh, he is retired Marine Corps. Uh, very outdoorsy, big bushcraft guy, survival guy. Uh, so his one, his biggest thing is his uh, ferro rods. Like we've we've talked a lot about those. He's come up with a pretty cool thing. Uh, he's got a Kydex sheath on it uh, with the ferro rod inside it, and it's on uh, tinder cord, 550 uh, tinder cord. 
So you've you always got a, a little piece of tinder right there with you and it's got a built-in striker on the end of it so you don't have to worry about you know using your knife anything like that because your sheath is literally your striker as well and it also has a safety breakaway on uh, on the back so you know if you're going through the woods because you can wear it around your neck uh it's not gonna get caught if it does it's gonna go ahead and pop loose and he's also got the SF shovels. Um, anyone that doesn't know what SF is, Special Forces, uh, they're sharpened on the edges. Uh, he said that when his dad first started making those, uh, they would go out and throw them at trees and stick them into trees. So they are uh, they're pretty pretty kick ass apparently. So I'm going to be getting both of those myself. Um, pretty excited about that. That will, uh, definitely be in my truck. Um, so to kind of piggyback on what Mr. Eric said on the ham radio stuff, um, even if you don't know anything about ham radios, uh, take the time and go out with your significant other and just go activate a park or a summit or anything like that. Uh, one thing you can't buy at the store is a little bit of effort. So, um, again, fire starters, ferro rods, everybody's talked on knives and everything. But um, one thing I've really liked doing so far here lately is knife scales. Uh, I don't have a forge. So, me and my wife actually spend a lot of time together uh, making our own knife scales and stuff like that. So, uh I think I've got like four guys that are over on base that now want to make their own knives. That kind of introduces them to a new skill set as well. So, um, backpacking stuff like rucks. Uh, I like the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Yeah. Pronouncing it right. Uh, but the Teton sports, they have a huge, uh, selection. They're very affordable. So if it's somebody like kind of getting into it, uh, you're not gonna break the bank on that. Trying to are, are you are you taking saying they're affordable in Canuck box? I don't know. I, I can't speak for that. But here in Georgia, that right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, another, Which means they're expensive here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another thing is uh, poncho, like the uh, Helicontex, or you can even get the. Um, surplus ones from the the Marine Corps has the uh, better ones. Honestly, uh, they are digital camo, but it's actually you know not colored. Retarded. Um, Actually, Greg, hey, Greg, yeah. where do you uh, make your knife scales? Like, do you just use, like, uh, say, like a wool blanket and a bunch of epoxy, or how do you make your knife scales? No, so I'm actually using uh, strictly epoxy right now. The uh, one that I just did for Pierre, um, I used an inlay. So the the inlay is actually kind of coming through randomly in certain patterns that's a different color from the epoxy. Um, but yeah, you can get the actually I got the box right here. I got I think I got this one at Walmart. Uh, it's called the Luma Light, um, and it's laid really well. 
And if you get on Amazon, you can get literally a pack of 50 and it was like little pearl pigments like that. Yep. It's not cocaine. Um, <laughs> I mean, skanky looking cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably PCP, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> but um, it's, it's literally mica powder um, for all of you that don't really mess with painting cars or custom bikes or anything like that. Mica powder is what we put in the, on the clear coat to add a lot of pearl and essentially candy coat. So, but you can play around with that. Uh, I've had a blast. The first set I actually put in our group chat, I'm thrilled about, and I'm really excited to do that. Um, I don't know what knife it's going on, but it's going on some. So, um, but also, uh, back to my list, a whoopee, a whoopee, um, or a poncho liner. That is absolutely the best thing of my military career was <laughs> my whoopee. Not just for watching movies with either, right? No, no. Um, we get some crappy gear issued to us, but the whoopee. The Wooby is money. <laughs> um, What's it made out of? I don't know. It's oh. made out of Wooby. Um, yeah. It's magical and it's happiness rolled into an assault pack during a really horrible time and experience. <laughs> well, because they, they sell they sell Wooby knockoffs, right? Uh, yeah, you know, ever from Walmart yeah. onwards, and uh, you got to wonder what you know if the polyester ones are going to be any um, like wool one or. So they're not wool. They they are that polyester, and they're designed to uh, go and like tie off and attach to your poncho. Uh, and what that is, that's called a ranger roll. Um, kind of keeps you dry. But uh, who was it? It was Zero Foxtrot has a really nice one. We just got Jessica one of those. And... Um, I think I've got the grunt style one. Uh, Jessica got that one for me. It was on sale. And I want to say, honestly, those two places, they were like 25 bucks um, at the time. So they are phenomenal. Like 75 Canadian? Uh, 432, I believe. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing that... Uh, I've got on my list is classes. You can go pretty much anywhere locally there. I mean, you've got teachers everywhere. You can go to a local fire department uh, and find out about a stop the stop the bleed class. Um, y'all had the, uh, what is it called? Hug a tree. Is that what y'all said it was called? I mean, just things you can do together, you know, um, they teach that course at the brownies. I mean, sorry, don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> um, so I, I'm real big into like shopping local. I am. That's just that's just me. I feel like when you shop local, you know, with like leather goods, uh, knives, stuff like that, you're you're talking and you're helping design it for somebody. You know, um. So it makes it a little bit more special. Uh, so I like to do the uh, like 
leather journals and stuff like that. Um, my mom, I, she gets me one every year. Um, and if you do that for somebody, then those medical books, those, uh, plant books, stuff like that, you know, obviously you don't need to know everything. If you live in Toronto, you don't need to know what's going to be down here in South Georgia. You know, that's something that gives you the opportunity to one study what's in your area and make notes of it, how to identify it. You can add pictures, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it lets you, you know, really kind of learn together and also learn about what's in your area and make your own stuff. Um, and that's, that's going to be time pretty well spent. Um, another thing is uh, I know Bass Pro and Cabela's does it. When I worked at Cabela's uh, back in 2017, I believe it was, uh, we had what was called just a wish list. And people's husbands would go on the website and make their wish list. And I worked the optics counter and ammo. And I'd always have a wife come in at Christmas time or during a holiday or for a birthday or something like that. They'd give me their husband's name and I could literally punch it in and be like, all right, here's his wish list and here's where everything is located. And you know, you can't screw that up. I mean, they're telling you what, what to get and you pick something off that wish list. You're good to go. You know, you can't go wrong there. Um, kind of like a bridal registry for, for preppers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know how it is, you know, in Canada, of course, um, but here in Georgia, Tennessee, you know, anywhere in the South, you've always got somebody, you know, making something out of leather. So to kind of piggyback off the journals, um, I'm going to say like a sling, you can kind of pick the different things you want put on there. Um, The width, the kind of design of it. uh, I've got one on that rifle hanging up and that one's Jessica's. And, uh, after I got it, I was like, man, I need to get me one of those. I haven't done that yet, but you know, it wouldn't be a Canadian prepper podcast episode unless I absolutely mentioned you can't go wrong with guns and ammo. (laughs) (laughs) If you, if you can find either one of them, Yep. <laughs> and this is um, the last episode you're going to see Greg on. <laughs> but so I, I do want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I do want to say if you're buying your first gun, uh, you're buying a gun for somebody. Buying a gun for somebody is completely illegal, um, technically. If you're trying to kind of like get it for them, but legally, uh, which is what I recommend. You can also always do a, uh, do a layaway and you can give them the ticket. Uh, that way they can go in, you can go with them. They basically, you hand them the, uh, ticket and they go through the background check. So once they go through the background check, they're making that final payment and everything. Everything is legal. Yeah, similar idea here. Just straw purchasing is a thing. So, but it's uh, it's not as not really a common thing out up in Canada. It hasn't really been 
one of those things that people get constantly busted for. But anyway, yep, it's pretty pretty highly vetted up here. So anyway, yep. that is that's uh what I've got. Jeff, what so you got? I guess I'm up next. Um, yep. I've got uh, I've got flashlights. I actually did a uh, inventory a couple weeks ago on all my flashlights and realized that uh, I do not have a rechargeable flashlight. So every flashlight I had requires batteries, which means you have to carry those batteries with you. So uh, number one on my list is to get my hands on a rechargeable flashlight, whether it's through USB or or, or some way to, to charge it without having to. Uh, carry around batteries all the time. Um, and no, actually, foot warmers. I was going to say, nope. uh, with the flashlight there, I know there's a bunch of tiny ones. Obviously, you can get the, like, the pocket-sized ones, but if you want a decent one for around the, the house usage uh, or just outdoors, uh, you know, in the local area, those Canadian Tire ones that have the pistol grip and they're like a miniature spotlight, uh, mm. they're USB rechargeable. Uh, so if you have yep. a power box with your solar panel and everything else, they last a long time, like at least a week of steady use before we have to recharge it. And uh, man, they're bright, and it's a super focused beam. It'll go like a couple hundred yards, no problem, and uh, still act as a decent spotlight. And I think yeah, I see. I, I I actually have one of those in my truck. I keep it in the truck all the time. It's it's rechargeable. I'm thinking more of something in the house or around the house. And um, but yeah, those those I like you say. I've got one, and it it works great and bright. It's got LEDs in it, and it is bright. I got one by the back door for when we let the dogs out when the sun goes down and it lights up the neighborhood almost. So yeah, they're fantastic. I got one. I got one that I keep in my truck that I found at Harbor Freight. I was at it was literally sitting right there at the checkout, and it just plugs into your your cigarette lighter, and it was like three bucks. And I, I swear I was, to God, I use that thing more than anything. It's like my go to flashlight. I love it. I'm like three bucks. I'm I'm super easy to 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 please. I guess I don't know. Is it LED but, or is it halogen? Because I remember having an old halogen one like that. I like, honestly I can't remember, but I mean, it lights up my truck. I think it's LED. Yeah, it's LED. Freya brings up a good point. Wind up flashlights and uh, rods of God says headlamps, which the mm-hmm. Costco Costco two pack of Duracell ones are great. They're super bright LED ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the oh. solar lights that you can charge with the sun, and uh, the weather radios, radio, weather radios that also work as headlights or flashlights. And a shameless plug: if you want a, uh, whoops, got the wrong side yeah, there. Like that's the you back of the a, box. Uh, <laughs> if you want a crank up radio, Rapid Survival happens to have there these uh, Crusaders. Ooh. They're a uh, nice. they're a crank up. They have a solar panel on them. They're uh, AM FM weather band radios. Uh, you can charge your phone off them, whatever. Um, I've got one. I keep one in. I, actually, I think I've got two of them. Uh, I keep one in the house, and I've got one in my vehicle. So um, they happen to mention it. So there you go. That's there what I've go. got. Nice. So yeah, I've got I've got the hand, I've got hand and foot warmers. Um, you know, can't can't go wrong with uh, with those things. They do have an expiry date on them, so. Uh, you know, I just I usually buy a pack. I give one to my mom. I give one to my brother, and not that he travels that much, and he's in Toronto, so they don't get really that much adverse weather. But uh, better safe than sorry. Um, some way, uh, water purification, whether it's tablets, a life straw, a Sawyer, Berkey, whatever, um, some way of water purification. Um, 
a vehicle ham radio, not just the uh, the handheld one. I I want to get one in my vehicle. That's that's on my list. Um, it just hasn't happened financially yet, but I'll get there. Um, and then the other thing I've got is a uh, some kind of a road safety kit. Throw in your vehicle, booster cables, a tow rope. You got your reflective triangles or warning lights. Um, Work gloves, like you know, Dale mentioned in the chat there. Pardon? Mm -hmm. Work gloves. Work gloves, anything. I, I, I think I think the one I've got just has um, – actually, I don't have it. I gave it to my, my mom. It's got, it's got booster cables. It's got a tow rope. It's got uh, the triangles. Uh, it may have gloves in it. And, um, yeah, just, you know, you, you never know when – I mean, let's let's face it. If you're doing a lot of driving, chances are eventually you're going to end up on the side of the road. And Murphy's Law is you're going to end up on the side of the road in the crappiest weather. So, um, yep. you know, the warning lights of the triangles, whether people pay attention to them or not is another story. But better better to have them than not have them. So. Um, that's that's basically my list that um, that I had there. When I, and I mean, when I talk about a road safety kit, I mean I'm 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 talking about more than just that. I'm throwing in, you know what? Have some water. Have some snacks. Have that that other kind of kind of stuff. But you know. So on top of that, uh, you're talking about like road safety kits and stuff like that. Um, there's always those like pre-made med kits and stuff like that, um, which are phenomenal. But sometimes you get a lot of stuff that you may not need and you can you can personalize them. Uh, I found a, a video earlier this weekend. Uh, I want to say it was like prep medic or prepper medic, something like that. And he made his own for uh, he was just putting one in his bag for like trail running. And then he just vacuum sealed it. Um, and then he took a pair of scissors and like barely slit each side. So you wouldn't have to cut it open. And he taped his, uh, trauma shears to the, uh, outside. Um, that kind of lets you personalize it a little bit more, uh, for each application, kind of like, you know, truck or car, or, you know, in your bag, um, a day hike, something like that. Uh, that would be a, a good thing as well. But those little slits makes it to where you can just tear it right open. It's pretty cool. And, and I mean, and, and Freya makes mention of it in the live chat there that, um, and I mean, I, I think we covered that uh, a lot of it when we were talking about um, you change over from summer vehicle to winter vehicle and all that. Mm -hmm. But I have a, I have a plastic tote that's on the backseat of my truck and I have a full change of clothes in there. I have uh, extra boots um Socks, believe it or not, um, dry socks makes a world mm -hmm. of difference. Um, yeah. I've got a hat, boot, or a hat, gloves, mitts, um, you know, a, a change, basically a, a change of wardrobe if I get wet. Yeah, I actually have the same thing with my little, uh, I use the Christmas totes from Walmart whenever they, after season, you know, they're, you know, marked down whatnot and then i just got a, a piece of like thin rope that came with one of the uh, little pop-up canopies that i got in the backyard and i just tied a bowline in each end and then fed it through one of my anchor points for my ratchet straps 
and then fed it through and put a carabiner on it so I could loop it back to itself. That way it wasn't like moving all around. If it slid to the back of the truck and just grab that rope and pull it to me. So there's a legit, uh, really good idea of uh, thrifted gardening books make a great gift on the cheap. So if you go to the thrift yeah. store and pick up uh, old gardening books, there's no shortage mm-hmm. of those in the thrift store. I know that. Yep. That's a good one. And like I said earlier, gardening is going to be the way to save your life probably in a few years from now. Yep. Yep. You, you don't want to go on the Venezuela diet? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, the average Venezuelan is down 30 pounds right now. Wow. I might need to get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not by I choice. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't afford it to get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get it. You're thin. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've got things here on you know, depending on the person you want to get the preps for, make sure they're useful. If the person doesn't like going outside, unless they do ham radio stuff, might not be the best to get him a bunch of camping supplies. Um. But if it's a person, depending on the person, even being able to afford, um courses for them, whether it be a stop the bleed, ham radio license, mm-hmm. a- any courses that they could benefit from, um, you know, if time is of the essence because of whatever, you know, getting them mm-hmm. the course and then making some time to like make sure they're ahead of stuff so that they can fulfill the course or do whatever, um, whatever training you can think of, right? A lot of people have the time and everything, but may not have the funds, but the $150 for a course so anything training, um, if your prepper friend is a ginger, um, you can get him a soul on wayfair.com. <laughs> we'll just take yours. Uh, yeah. We'll just well, take yours. To, to be fair, Pierre, I think you can only get small children on wayfair.com, uh, <laughs> hidden in cabinets. I don't think you can actually get it's, just a straight soul. It's, tec- it's technically still a soul. Um, <laughs> right. But depending on the person, um, you know, if you've got an avid outdoorsman, um, I know Mel got a bunch of us uh, some prepper cord or paracord, um, but I guess you could say it's the fancier one. On the inside, it's got an actual fishing line. It's got the mm-hmm. fire starter one. Um, get it on Amazon. Um, she also Titan. got me. A... It's Titan cord, is what it's called. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, that's the company that makes paracord. it. Oh well, this one's probably a knockoff or whatever. But she also bought me a small stove. That fits in Ooh. something very, very small. So it folds out. It's got a base on the bottom. You can put wood in it um, or put sternal cans. I've used it for bear hunting to, like, you know, get some molasses and brown sugar boiling. You know, um, anything book related for anything outdoors that you can keep yourself busy, whether it be uh, survival books, um, anything on plants, herbalistic, anything like that. If you've got more of the ham radio guy um the finger light gloves have you guys seen those you mean like a mechanics gloves or something similar to mechanics gloves but like you, you put like them on pinch so them like, together and whatnot no so you they kind of fit weird on your hands but on your thumb and your index there's two lights so as you're doing whatever <laughs> it literally lights up where your hands are compared to like having a headlight or whatever um yeah, they're kind. They're actually kind of cool. I don't know how durable they are or whatever. They're kind of cheap or whatever. But depending on 
you know, your power's out and you got to go do something or you got to find something or you're doing renovations around your house, it gets light right where your fingertips are. Um, if it's more of an indoor person, depending on your surroundings, so if the guy lives, you know, downtown Toronto on the 20th floor of an apartment building, you know, getting the person a water bob so they can fill up their bathtub, hmm. um, all that stuff, um, supplies, obviously can openers, uh, spare nine volt batteries for his CO detector, um, pretty much anything available on rapid survival for either or would be yeah, a good idea. Go. But, uh, yeah, but key is get the soul for the ginger. That's that's <laughs> always the go-to. That's, that's, and when that's you when you're be... wrapping it, put it right next to the sunscreen. Yes, <laughs> yes. Nope. Oh, you mean like the 150 FPS? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I literally have three bottles of sunscreen in my toolbox in my truck. <laughs> and that's I... just to change a tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know how hard it is to be an avid outdoorsman and redheaded? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, doesn't make for a good time. It's pretty simple as you don't got a soul, right? Yeah, but it still, <laughs> it still hurts. Does it? I think I'm, I'm probably the only one that like opens up the door and he sees it's like storming outside and he's like, ah, yes. what a beautiful day. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah no so my big thing is you know small little things and uh the more training you know uh having a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff is nice to have but if you can't don't know how to use any of it it's kind of useless pay for someone to get their first aid and cpr course mm -hmm. can go a very long way compared to a thousand dollars worth of supplies if you don't know how to use it yeah, at the very least with those first aid courses, you know, at the very end when you're doing your practical stuff and you know they got a little put a they put a little time pressure on you or they want you to perform, you know, I guess with people watching and you know, I, I guess more real world situations, that's still gonna help you a little bit when the real stuff comes up, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and 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 it's funny when you're when you're doing the small stuff, you don't realize how much you've actually done because you're not tackling the big thing. You're doing a little here, a little there, a little, little, yep. little. And all of a sudden you step back and you look at it and it is the whole big thing that you've done and you don't really think yep. you've done it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, and I think, I think I screwed up the wording or whatever, but in the notes, but yeah, just helping someone get, you know, to that next little step of their goals, whether it be with something, a course or whatever, right? Just, Everybody helping themselves progress through everything can make a, you know, just helps everybody. Hopefully they don't forget about it when that time comes and the thing you paid for, you need help with. That's fair. And, uh, ham radio. well, no, not just that, right. But, I mean, <laughs> but even taking the time, uh, like I'm way more mechanical than renovations in a house. I can pretty yeah, much strip same. the motor apart and put it back together. You know, taking the time to just show someone how to do an oil change, right? A lot of people get nervous to ask yeah. for help. It's be like, come on over, you know, help you do maintenance on your stuff and then vice versa. So, you know, trading, you know, small training little things like, hey, this is how you put drywall up or this is how you fix yeah. some framing or a door frame or whatever. But uh, doing that stuff can make a world of difference in a scenario and, you know, slowly push that forward into being... Uh, more useful yeah, that's, and less that's, dependent. That's, yeah, that's that's kind of the whole know your mag, know what you're 
Your yep. your people are yep. and know what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and what what you yep. can give to what somebody else can provide and yep. and yep. And and that's the stuff that costs you next to nothing to see if you yep. want to get someone in your Mac. Yep. Absolutely. Like not not so much a person you've known for twenty you know, ten years or whatever, but like someone new and you're like, Hey, you know, hey, I can help you out with your car. You wanna learn? Like what do you know? You know, kinda of dabble in that. That's an easy way into well, to vet them, yeah, because yeah, I mean, if, yep. if they're not even yep. willing to take a course or learn how to do something like that, then they're probably not going to be worth your time, right? Yeah, it's true. So, I think that's the list. Anybody have any last second uh, contributions? Let's see here. Uh, minor surgery kit from uh, Freya. Uh, uh, yeah. That's what it, getting a little intense now. Yeah. Oh. That's getting to be a big, big, big uh, Christmas gift, especially if they don't know how to use it. But or uh, suture practice kits from uh, B. Richards. It's a good yep. idea. Yeah, yeah. they can a grab little, those on Amazon, right? Yeah, a little yeah. fake uh, skin you can yep. sit there and stitch with. That's on my to-buy list for sure. Yep. Cool. Cool. Well, with that, let's move into the podcast challenge. So your podcast challenge for episode uh, 184 is uh, send a gift to each of the panelists. <laughs> <laughs> only the ones, only the ones on this show. That's yeah, right. The ones yes. that showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, or in reality, uh, in reality, find a Black Friday deal that's going to help enhance your preps in some way, shape, or form. Tons and tons of deals out there right now, so I'm sure you can find something. Yeah, Black Friday is coming up the 25th here, and uh, I guess even like a lot of stores are starting to advertise their sales. Yep that don't go live until the 25th, but at least you, you can shop around now and see where the best deal is. So you can, you know, at 25th at and, midnight. And, and one, actually there's, yeah. And I was going to say, actually there's a lot of them that have their pre black Friday yep. sales that are on now when the deals are just as good. Yep. Yeah. All right. So upcoming events, I see you've got a whole list here, Ian, and I've got one. All right. So yeah, um, there's, there's a theme here. Um, so <laughs> no, yeah, believe it or not. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is because, uh, you know, gun shows for the uninitiated, I guess, are not just about guns. There's usually like uh, a lot of good everything from pocket knives to camping gear to accessories to whatever, uh, even old swords, if you're that's what you're into. I mean, whatever. But there's usually some neat deals to be found, including reloading bits um, and everything else. So, yeah, there's I got four gun shows here listed with the websites. And uh, yeah, check one out if it's the local area, because there's actually a, the same website it's gunshowtrader.com and uh, they list all the gun shows going on in canada on a monthly basis which is kind of cool so december 3rd and 4th uh the edmonton gun show is going on in actually stony plain which is close to my old stomping grounds um yeah that's a that's usually a big one two-day gun show there's uh december 4th in orangeville december 9th in niagara and december 11th in hamilton but there's more than that just check out the the gunshowtrader.com and uh who knows? You might see a podcast panelist or meet some like-minded people or whatever. It's usually a good place to start. So if you want to get out and about, it's Christmas shopping time. Why not? So since awesome. most of those are in the GTA, does that mean they'll meet Ian or Aunt Alan? Uh, I'll have to dress up as Alan that time. Uh, yeah, it's just easier. It, it makes more sense that way, right? So you're going to have right. to get yeah. your stilts out then, right? Yep. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to break up my, my my extra Shrek outfit and you know yep. kind of slip on that and put on the the stilts on the shoes and the whole works and you know yep. <laughs> yeah that's okay. <laughs> All right, so I've got a, uh, I know, again, shocking, a, a ham radio nerd event going on. So uh, between November the 26th and December the 24th, 
if you are a uh, licensed ham operator, you can make uh, contact with Santa Claus. So get the kids involved. Uh, it runs on 3.1 or 3.916 megahertz. If you check out uh, cqsanta.com, all the details are there. So it's uh, basically a big uh, HF net that runs throughout the evening, and they've got volunteers that uh, make the contact happen between uh, the kiddos and uh, Santa Claus. So it's uh, it's a little bit of a fun radio event that goes on every year. I think they're in their 10th or 11th year or something around there. So I'm kind of curious. Doing kind of mobile, kind of while. I wonder what kind of mobile HF rig he's got in his sleigh. It'd be kind of neat. It'd be kind of neat to know. Yeah. yeah, you could ask so, him on the twenty fourth. He'll be traveling. Maybe he has a gasifier. Probably does. Probably How does has he a gas keep fire. warm in the sleigh? Right? Like, come on, you know. Well, not only that, but so, animal cruelty and all that stuff. You know. Does he have a seal detector in the sleigh? Though that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now curious. So if you can somehow get on the frequency of ham radio, but you don't transmit, it technically would be legal to listen, right? If you, had a, if you had a piece of equipment that's received only like a scanner and it could receive those frequencies, then yes. But if it's a ham radio... Um, it's now a transceiver. It's now a transceiver. It's a problem. But you can still get a scanner from... Well, maybe the source still has them. I don't know. Somewhere. Who who really sells scanners anymore? I don't know. Yeah, they're around. Yeah. Or you could get like yeah. a shortwave radio or something. But right. There's options out there. Or, you know... Like I said, it's it's quite the obscure um, legislation that I talked about earlier. So you can buy a ham radio from Radio World. They're not checking to see if you're licensed or anything. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So we got a weather blurb from Jeff. So um, Ian had brought it up earlier about the um, the snow squalls in Ontario. We certainly got snow. Uh, we didn't get anything nearly uh, what they got in Western New York, specifically the Buffalo and surrounding area. They were hit with about a three-day uh, snow squall. Uh, there were several travel bans put in place as the roads quickly became impassable, but that didn't stop the idiots from driving. Um, I watched. Uh, I was watching one of the the Buffalo news stations, and they interviewed this lady who. Not nothing against the the, the female, but they they interviewed this lady who was stuck in the ditch. And she said that she had been driving around trying to find formula for her child um, and had gotten stuck. Well, first of all, and of course, A, she was complaining because a bunch of the stores were closed. Duh. Um, and, um, you know, you, you, you knew the snow was coming. Why were you not prepared? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, like a lot of people do, her last complaint was... Um, I don't know where the first responders are to come and rescue me. Well, that's not their job to come and rescue stupidity. So, um, yes, I yeah, said that. Yeah, um, the tow truck had a 15-car wait list. It was like, yeah, yeah no, so no shit. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a news a news crew that had come across her, and they they kind of helped to dig her out. And I don't know what happened from there, but anyways, um, they uh, they they got hammered. Um, Orchard Park, you know, the Orchard Park, New York. Uh, which is where actually the Buffalo Bills have their stadium. Uh, they recorded 77 inches of snow in a 48-hour period. So, We're talking uh, internet inches or are, like real inches? <laughs> that is real inches, buddy. Um, so in, in If it was internet inches, eight, they'd be screwed. <laughs> in Canadian terms, that was about 195 centimeters, which is about six and a half feet. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I, I, I know Alan mentioned on a, one of our chats that that's how tall he is, and Ian's about 65 centimeters. So we'll Something like that, yeah. kind of <laughs> cut it off in the middle. Um, one, of the, one of the small towns uh, east of Watertown, New York. So Buffalo's kind of at the west end of Lake Erie. So they catch the fetch and that off of Lake Erie. Um, Watertown, New York's on the, uh, the east end of Lake Ontario. And one of the small towns just outside of Watertown called Natural Bridge, they got 72 inches. So again, they're, they're, they're pushing six feet of snow. Um, so far, there's only been two deaths reported and they were both from cardiac related incidences of um, people shoveling snow. Uh, for those who may remember, there was the storm of 2014, uh, which was very similar in nature to this. Uh, the beauty of this storm, if there is one, is that it's not expected to be a fast rise in temperature. Uh, back in 2014, they got, you know, five, five and a half feet of snow, and three days later, it was 65 degrees, uh, which caused numerous uh, roof collapses from the weight of the wet snow. Uh, back in 2014, uh, eight people died in their houses when the roofs collapsed. So, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, I, I, again, it's, it's be, you know, don't be scared, be prepared. There's no reason if like that, that lady that was out there looking for formula the day after the storm, you should have been prepared for that. You should have been, and been able, as we all say, you know, when Eric says it in his, uh, in his preamble to, uh, be able to hunker down and stay in your house for 72 hours and have everything you're going to need to be able to go. You know your kid needs food or needs formula. You're running low. Stock up. What's you know? I just I I'm I'm just kind of at a loss of that and you know. So especially it's just easier. Any, anyways, that's my rant. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. All right. What do we got for deal of the week? All right, so starting, I believe, tomorrow, uh, Cabela's has uh, a 40% off sale for their Ooh. tomahawks, machetes, throwing knives, S-wing, and Fiskars, axes, everything. Everything, that, you know, kind of like close-range melee weapons. Still, still <laughs> legal? Still legal and uh, incredibly discounted, especially the Fiskars, you know, guaranteed for life type of thing. So, Sounds um, like a great stocking stuffer. Yes, it does. So forty percent off. I will throw the link right in the show or right in the chat as well. But uh, yeah, awesome. the, they're advertising it already, so that's saying something. So keep an eye on that. Awesome. All right, let's move in the shoutouts. All right, I got one for uh, listener Mirko. So uh, hope to hear back soon. But uh, he's a local guy, and I just uh, got a message from him. So yeah, we'll uh, hopefully meet up for a chat sometime. Awesome. I got a quick uh, shout out to. Um, the last couple of people that have put in orders on the uh, the CPP website for uh, shirts and or patches, uh, the shop stopped emailing me about the end of October, notifying me of any new orders. So I think it was three or four of you that had orders in that have been sitting for a couple of weeks. I apologize for them sitting. <laughs> I had no idea they were there. I happened to log in to uh, just check things out and do some software updates and stuff. and went, uh-oh. So uh, those are all going out Monday. But um, just a quick shout out to, uh, to everybody that's been kind of sitting in the queue waiting a little bit of a technical oopsie there, but it's been corrected. Do I have a show for you? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Email iTunes reviews. Nothing, nothing, nothing there. So 
with unless that, you, unless you want to optimize your search engine optimization or uh, you know have somebody you know improve your website for you, because we got a bunch of those emails. But we did, yes, we got a bunch of spam emails. Yeah, yeah, but you know, oh yeah, we just decided those. to delete those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I will bring episode number 184 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course, your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It helps other people find us, and it gives us something to read in the uh, section above. We record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast. And click the notification tab that gives you alerts when we're going live. You can contact me at crossrifleranch at gmail.com. And if anybody's looking for me, you can uh, email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I am frequently on the Discord. You can find me at Off the Wall Customizing. Uh, I think we're on Tickety Talk and a few other things for that. Uh, I'm occasionally on the Discord, not as much as I would like um, for the prepper. And you can find me on the other CPP on Monday nights where I, we get a little more spicy. <laughs> Is awesome. that possible? Is that possible? Uh, oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just did a lot of hand motions. I didn't actually swear tonight, so it's good. Yeah, I, uh, I was about to say, I, was like, I, didn't, I didn't even say bad words tonight. Yeah, so that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. And you can also find me with Pierre on Canadian Patriot Podcast as well, starting, I guess, tomorrow night. I should be back on that show. Uh, because I'm not cool enough for Discord anymore, I am on the Gilded app for the uh, OGCPP. Uh, email if you want an invite. There you can find us discussing why government waste in society makes me go old school and decide to celebrate winter solstice instead. We could probably get you back on the Discord. You might know a few people. Well, do you know the man that that, that banned me or something? I don't know. No, no we've no. got an episode. You missed it. Yeah. It's yeah, all Cybersoft. We're yeah. good. We're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Please check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat while buying some stuff for stockings. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>